this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. You look at this defense and it was going to be the toughest defense that Jake Browning faced. And I agree with you in the first half and the majority of the game, you could honestly say three quarters, Jake Browning didn't play very well. And I thought when he threw that interception, the game was completely over. I was like, yeah, they're just not going to be able to get in the end zone today. Um, Vikings are going to be able to take this one. It just it looks sloppy overall offensively. But I agree with you. You have a guy like T. Higgins, who Troy Walters told him when Jamar Chase went out, you need to go out there and be the alpha. And this is obviously a huge year for for T. Higgins and, you know, his future in Cincinnati to be determined. But I hate even thinking about that right now because I feel like we spend all offseason talking about the contract extension. And for T. Higgins to be able to get in the end zone twice, to step up like he did after what I thought in the first half, I'll be completely honest with you, thought it was a catch. But obviously seeing the review of it, it wasn't a catch. That was a good call by the officials. Um, Just really step up for T. Higgins. You just root for a guy. And for him to know where he was on the field, to just stretch his 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 arm out and and get it in when um I mean goodness it was just a game of inches right there absolutely unbelievable for them the the fourth quarter was just I, it's just insane to think about what what Jake Browning was able to do and obviously Jake Browning had himself and he was able to turn it around when the NFL is texting you right after the game for a drug test um <laughs> because of uh what what this game really looked like for Jake Browning and it just it kind of puts things into perspective as a whole because out of all the three games, was this the most impressive one for you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry, I muted. That's why I took a second. Um, I thought it was most impressive because it was the most impressive defense they faced. It was a lot of stuff that I had questions about, dropback stuff, and they were able to execute it. Um, some of it a little you know, we can be honest, a little, a little lucky sometimes. <laughs> that T. Higgins catch, as awesome as we're talking about with T. Higgins, that throw from Browning was just basically like, screw it, he's up there somewhere. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Jamar Chase said after the game. He reposted it and he goes, F it, uh, T. Higgins is down there somewhere. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And sometimes that's like not really true. You know, like that's – um uh, th- like that is the right throw. Take your one-on-one matchup. That one was like when he threw it. The only guy standing over there was the corner. <laughs> just waiting. He's like, do I have the easiest interception of my life? And then comes six foot four T Higgins to uh, dunk on him. Um, yeah, I thought it was definitely the most impressive win. It was a playoff level defense. I think um, even if their offense, there there is still there there is still some concerns about the Spangles defense. I think, but what they were able to do on offense was really impressive. And if they can do that against the Steelers next week, it's a different offense. I don't think we need to feel like they're going to get shut out again. Um, they can they could win that game, and you're going to take it week by week. I don't want to look ahead after that because, well, the Chiefs game's scary, even if they're not the same team. Always. But uh, yeah, I thought it was definitely the most impressive win. Yeah, offensively, you know, there were a lot of guys who stepped up. And, you know, what the trick plays, I'm, I'm just I'm not, I'm not into them right now. I, I can appreciate trying in some situations, but uh, really not working out over the last couple of weeks. That's the only negative I can really find, you know, outside of that over, over the last three wins. But guys like Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd had a huge catch in this game. Um, end of the game. End of the game. And, you know, just kind of the season Tyler's had, it, it's been up and down at times. It was really cool to see that big, big time catch from him. And then – I know it wasn't a touchdown, and, and you can tell me if it was more Charlie Jones or if it was Jake Browning, um, because man, that looked like an easy six on that one play. So it's hard to tell on broadcast, but Andrew Hawkins, former receiver, he said it was Charlie. Okay. But then I saw a former quarterback also say, like, 
it, Browning, you don't have to like that guy's wide open. You don't have to try to lead him. Like you can just put it on him. So I think if I was thinking in my mind off of based of both of those, what those said, um, it feels like two thirds, Charlie, one third Browning, like Charlie, Charlie slowed down. That was the biggest issue is he got past the defense and then he kind of slowed down for three steps and then he couldn't catch up to the ball when Browning threw it where he was supposed to be. Charlie is the alert on that play, which means that you're only throwing, like you don't throw that very often, but the Vikings messed up and Browning read it perfectly. He's like, Oh, I got to throw that. Like that's a touchdown. That's what you want. It's the alert on dagger dagger. You're basically trying to get this in route, but it's it's got a seam right up the middle. And if nobody carries that, you could throw it. So he threw it, but Charlie, I think, thought like, ah, there's no shot he's throwing this to me, right? Like, so he kind of like runs it hard and then he kind of slows down a little bit and then sees the ball goes, oh no, <laughs> he's got to try to turn on the Jets. Um, so two thirds, Charlie, because you can't slow down your route there, finish it, run as hard as you can. And if he did, he's probably catching that for a touchdown. But also one third of it on Browning, just in terms of like, hey, you. I know that a lot of times you want to put that ball perfectly, not slow a receiver down, get him into the end zone. He was so far beyond the defense that you you could just make sure that that ball gets to him. And it's both. It's both. I mean, it's a sad part of it. Yeah, and I know it was it was a miss on on them, but I honestly like that the Bengals were getting Charlie Jones involved, and this was before Jamar yeah. Chase left the game. I think that's absolutely huge in these next few games. Why not utilize some of the weapons you have out there? Yoshi, I know it wasn't a catch, but he made the play of his life um, in this game, to be completely honest with you. Just the awareness of finding the football, um, that really could have changed the, the outcome of this game. And it just offensively, you know, we've already said it the first half, you know, majority of the three quarters, it, it wasn't good enough. It was a tough defense, but they found a way. They found a way to come back and 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 score two big time touchdowns. And obviously Evan McPherson with the, the walk off in overtime, it's kind of wild how that happens again. Zach Taylor said in his press conference, and I didn't really think about it. He said the Vikings were on the same side, same side of the field around the same area where they had lost it in the first game. And the Bengals were able to get the ball turnover on downs. And that was a turnover in that game, um, obviously. But it's just kind of wild how that one ended up working out for them in this Minnesota Vikings game. But anything else on offense before we move to defense? I feel like the offensive line played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Browning ran himself into pressure. That was the only pressure I really saw. And that's against a team that really challenged them, I think. I'm not sure they did as much in this game as I thought they might. Like I thought they were going to do a whole bunch of like pressures and twists and stunts. And maybe they didn't, the Bengals just picked it up. I didn't notice it. Um, but yeah, they, they kept him pretty clean. The big hit Browning took was all on him. Like he rolls left and then sees like, ah, oh, they're containing me on this side. Why don't I just try to reverse field? Well, that's why you don't like, that's, that's a very painful way to learn that lesson just gets absolutely plastered by Daniel Hunter. Um, but yeah, I thought the offensive line was pretty good and they were getting banged up a little bit in the game. Thinking of Alex Kappa limping off Ted Karras, I think got a little hurt, but they both stayed in the game. Offensive line dudes are tough. They're strong. That's what they pride themselves on and able to finish that game. Mixon, um, I don't know the yards per carry, but I do know at one point Mixon was at a 75% success rate. So that's literally the basically asking, are you keeping this team ahead of the chains? And 75% of the time he was, which is insane. Like 50% is good. 75% is like insane, but he didn't have a majority of the carries early on. Chase Brown did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I thought they were doing all right in the run game and then pass protection. I don't remember too many issues with them. So they kept Browning pretty clean. I think we got to give them 
credit where it's due. Uh, Chase Brown did make an insane play. I feel like I've talked down on him too much. That uh, was it a screen or something. And he made that guy like went crashing into him and he stood on his feet and kept rolling. For me, when I had questions about his contact balance, like that's like, oh, okay, <laughs> he's good. Um, and then the other end was Mixon catching that one in the flat and then tripping over himself. I was like, ah, that's that's the bad end of, <laughs> of the contact balance thing. I feel like he's lost it a little bit there. He's still a good player. I, don't, I feel like somebody might clip that out and say like Mixon's lost. I was like, that's what I'm saying. He's still a good player. I wanted him to get more carries in this game um, because I thought he was the one that was keeping them uh, ahead of the chains, keeping the team going. They weren't getting the second and nine, second and 10, which they did run the ball one time, second and 10 too, which I was asking, is Zach Taylor going to run the ball in second and 10? They didn't run the ball a ton this game, especially early, but he was willing to run the ball, protect his team a little bit. Um, yeah. When you fall behind, you just end up passing a lot. So I think that's everything on offense. Tanner Hudson made a lot of catches in this game from what I remember. I haven't looked at the stat line. Just felt like a lot of times there was 87 catching the ball, turning up field. Mitch Wilcox also had a catch. I was like, hey, he's getting involved. It was a little bit of everyone. And, and uh, credit to Drew Sample. He was playing through um, an illness that popped up on uh, Friday. Oh. And Drew Sample is still a big part of this team. Um, he's definitely a piece that I think would be important to bring back in 2024, but there's still football to be played because the Cincinnati Bengals are eight and six on the season, sitting in the sixth seed all weekend long. They actually have a full week off 